The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. Right here on You Better You Bet. Jeremy Confelder for Nick Costas, Ken Barkley. Talking NL West, uh, we got to credit the Giants uh, broadcast team there. Good stuff is... um, you know, that that home run. And by the way, this is another one of those games. I don't know how much you want to get in the weeds with this with the weather. Uh, at Giant Stadium, the wind's blowing out over 20 miles an hour. It is the least, or the stadium that's least affected by weather, but 20 miles an hour is 20 miles an hour. We saw five bombs hit last night. They, how do you look at games like this? We come back with the same spread, kind of same weather scenario, which if, like I, I'm looking at, obviously, right. uh, and two worst pitchers coming into this game. Like I know it's not as clear-cut as, oh, it's the over, definitely, but... I mean, I think you have to look at it, right? You have to like that. But we are going to talk NL West. What jumps out to you? Um, The eight-game winning streak by the Giants, that big home run by Yastrzemski, the Padres who are scuffling, the Dodgers who feels like they're starting to figure it out. Um, What are your thoughts on on this market specifically, Ken? Well, I think, you know, we just did the NL Central for a a long time, and I think I was pretty explicit that I I think that's, like, the most interesting one going. Not even, like, baseball division. Man, like, just season-long market that's open right now. Like even the award markets, I think, are less interesting than than that one, than the NL Central. But this one's like also pretty interesting. So just updated standings matched with price, so that we're all kind of like kind of on the same page about like what's going on. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks still lead the division; they're the second best record in the National League. They lead by three and a half games over the Giants. So Arizona three and a half Giants, four and a half back, game behind the Giants, the Dodgers. Eight and a half back, eight and a half after, and that was uh, Yastrzemski hitting the walk-off home run for the Giants against the Padres last night, and uh, the Giants have won eight in a row. The uh, Padres are eight and a half back. The Rockies are 16 back. They're an irrelevant part of this conversation, but the other four teams, depending on how you feel about the Padres, are still a relevant part of the conversation. So market does not match standings, and this is always a funny time of year because like 50 games, 60 games, 70, 80, what's the right number before markets should shift based on what's actually happening? We talk about this in awards with baseball all the time. Like how long does somebody who didn't expect to play well have to play well before it's a thing? And with Corbin Carroll, especially with MVP, I think you're seeing that happen a lot. Now, like I don't think Corbin Carroll's as likely to win MVP as the market does. And I can be way wrong because he's the best player in the league right now. Definitely leads in everything that matters. But like, you see the market, like he was 100, then he was 50, now he's five. So we're reaching that magic number of games where it's like, okay, this might actually be a thing. 
Like, this might actually be a thing. Framber Valdez, AL Cy Young. He was 30, then he was 20, now he's almost co-favorite with McClanahan. Oh, I guess this is going to be a thing. I guess this might actually just be a thing. And uh, Strider, the opposite way. I guess he's just not going to have that kind of a season. He pitches tonight against the Phillies. Um, so division markets are the same thing. What's kind of like the magic number of games where you as a better or, you know, if you're just like looking at, at different markets, like what, what's the right number before like the market should more closely match the standings in baseball. I always think that's interesting because the season's so damn long. It's like, you could, you could say like 120 is the right number. Cause it's like, okay, well finally I'll throw in the towel and admit that the, you know, the team that's winning the division is actually going to win the division. So the market for the division, the Dodgers are four uh, and a half it's... back, but they're usually awesome. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say like, the, the, I, I, go ahead and finish that. Cause my, I was going to answer the question, but I, I just think it's tough. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, but I agree with you. Uh, the Dodgers are four and a half back. They're minus 175 at BetMGM. So again, like the team that's perennially very good, that definitely projected to win the most games in the division by far at the start of the year. Well, it's like them and the Padres projected pretty closely. But the Dodgers, you know, are sort of a high bar to clear if you want to win the division usually. But they're only six over 500. They've had some injuries and, you know, the team's not quite as good. We'll see what they do with the trade deadline. They're minus 175. They're four and a half back. We played about 70 games, a little more than 70. Uh, the Diamondbacks, who have led basically from Jump Street uh, so far, and they're doing so because they might have the best pitcher in the league, Zach Gallen, and they might, they as at this point, have the best hitter in the league or position player, Corbin Carroll. That's how they're in the lead. Uh, they're three and a half up on the Giants. They're three to one. So again, Dodgers minus 175, four and a half back. And I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm not saying that because it's wrong. I just think it's the right word is it's interesting. Like how many games is the right number for uh, for the market to reflect what's happening? And we're not there yet. Diamondbacks three to one. Giants who are in second place now, they've won a million in a row, eight. Uh, they're five and a half to one. They beat the Padres last night on the walk-off home run. So they're in second right now. They're five and a half to one. The Padres are still 12. There's kind of like a really easy comparison to draw between them and the Cardinals, right? Like a team where it's like, well, they should be awesome. Like, they should be really, look at the team. Like, look how much money they're spending. Look at their lineup. Uh, they should be really good, and they're just not. The Cardinals are, to be fair, there is a little, some, somewhat of a difference. The Cardinals are 13 under, and the Padres are 2 under. So, but in terms of measurement versus expectation, like, the Padres are objectively been better this year. But they're 8.5 back, and they're 12 to 1. So Dodgers minus 175. Diamondbacks 3. Giants 550. Padres 12. Um, another case where the team that's winning the division is not the favorite. And this one's three and a, uh, four and a half back as opposed to the Brewers who are only a half back. Uh, Jeremy, what were you going to say uh, about the, about the NL West? Well, I was going to ask a question. Like, do you honestly, and uh, do you honestly believe Arizona can win this division the way that they're constituted right now? Cause I think they have to add if they're going to win the division. Cause I, I don't know that it can be Kelly and gallon and a whole bunch of, because I don't know how much they're getting from those other three guys. I mean, they have hopes that Zach Davies will get better. He stinks. Ryan Nelson goes tonight. He stinks. And then they got a youngster in Tommy Henry. Like, I don't know that I can rely on those guys when the Dodgers are on the come. Um, do you think Arizona can win this division? Yeah. I mean, I, but it's sort of like, uh, how often do you think they're going to win the division, right? More than Fair more enough. than one in yeah. three or, uh, or less. And so then what do you want to do? I mean, it, it sounds so simple, but isn't a lot of it just like, well, I don't know. In the next 100 games, is Corbin Carroll going to be the best player in the National League? And and do you really think that's going to happen? And, we, and nobody knows the answer. He's a rookie. Impossible to project. That, don't think it's mm -hmm. impossible to project. He's the best player in the National League right now. Anybody project that? No. Um, so I just, do you think that's going to keep up? They have the best hitter and the best pitcher. So, 
and are, are those two things going to stay? You feel better about Gallon pitching well the rest of the year than you do about Corbin Carroll being the best player. It's a home run. Like literally every game goes four for five. Um, you know, as, as he kind of yeah. goes, that probably goes their chance to win the division. It's possible. It's just really, really, really unlikely that he keeps playing like this. So it's kind of like him MVP where I go, look, yeah, he can definitely win. He can absolutely win. Just the probability that I put on him having a season like that and therefore them having a season like that, I just don't think it's a high probability thing. I don't think they're going to do it a lot of the time because players don't usually do this a lot of the time. And so I'm not betting on it. And in the division case, I'm not going to lose any money. I'm not betting anyone else instead. In NL MVP, I, I will lose on other players trying to, uh, you know, beat that market. But I, I think they can win. It's almost just like, well, what do you, you know, do you think Carroll can keep this up? It's like really, it just kind of seems like it's a one-to-one -one correlation. Like as he goes, like if he's going to be the best player in the league, then they, they can definitely win. And the other teams are interesting too, but I, that's kind of where it begins and ends for me. Well, I mean, you brought up the Giants earlier and then they did make that run and they held on. Um I don't know. Like I, with the Dodgers, if they can get healthier, which I know is a big key, you look at their rotation. We're seeing some youngsters in there and a bunch of other guys uh, that we didn't expect to be in their rotation. But I, I'd still have to go with the Dodgers. And when you brought it up, I, maybe 120 games is right. Maybe that's where you need to get to. But right now, they're the favorite at 175. So um, I, if I saw it going up, maybe I'd jump on it. But uh, I, maybe, I, I think the Dodgers are the team that ultimately wins this division. I just. As much as I like Arizona and I root for him, I don't know that I could bet on him. Sure. Well, I think this goes to, like, the vulnerable favorite conversation, right? It's one of the reasons I think the NL Central is more interesting. I really don't mm -hmm. think the Brewers are good. So, like, I'm I'm okay taking shots on them. And if they win the division, like, great, which they totally can. I don't think they're going to win it as often as the market thinks. And maybe these teams are all so lackluster that, that I'm wrong and the Brewers win a lot. Just seems like it's more wide open because the favorite's vulnerable. Do we think – and then that leads yeah. to this division – do we think the Dodgers are, are a vulnerable favorite? They haven't played as well as the other teams so far. And I don't have a good answer to this question, but it's I don't think it's an easy, yes, they're vulnerable. Like, they can easily add to the trade deadline. Like, Julio Urias has been like a zero the whole year, and he's hurt. Do they get anything whatsoever out of him? Dustin May is going to come back at some point. Do they get anything at all out of him? Like, it's just, you can see this all lining up where, okay, like, with their full strength and trade deadline... Yeah, maybe they aren't a vulnerable favorite, but it's at least, I think, it, like the NL Central, it's at least a question worth asking right now. Like, do you want to take mm -hmm. a shot at them with anybody? And the funny thing is, yesterday I might have picked the Padres, and then look at what happened last night. <laughs> you just go, yeah. oh, that would have been a terrible idea. And not that they still can't win the division, but just the team just steps on rakes. Like, all the, they're the Cardinals. It's the same thing. Maybe one of them figures it out and one of them doesn't. It's yeah, it's it, it is kind of one of those divisions where you you look at the teams behind them, and I don't know how you feel about the Giants. Um, you know, I talk about their analytical approach. They could be a team that's adding too, and the fact that they've called up this catcher. That um, I mean, this kid's fantastic. Talked about you last week. I, You're on this. Yeah, guy. I started watch. Oh my god, I love him. I like. Yeah. I, the more I've watched him defensively, he's amazing. Um, yep. You know, the uh, watching him at the plate, I think he's, he's just going to get better and better. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. That being said. I mean, the Giants are intriguing because of just how they're going to play by the book. The only thing I'm certain of is that we have a better chance of getting Tyler in space without a spaceship or a, any sort of flight than we do of the Rockies winning this division. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's just a matter of those those three teams. Like, do you think the Padres can get back in this? They have all the talent. Their pitching's good. I assume they're going to add. 
But, <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of if they fall out of this even more, maybe they trade some pieces away. Yeah, I know. It's it's one of those – it's it's kind of something – it's a little unique to baseball where you just go – because the season's so long, so many games. Okay, like, if a team is like a losing team, like they're just a team of losers for just this season, not that they're losers in general or the players are losers, whatever. This is just like a team of losers right now in terms of like they find ways to lose games, they lose close games, whatever. Is that a quality that sticks to a team throughout a season, right? That's like a really interesting question. Like the I would say the mm-hmm. Orioles and the Marlins are like – winner like winner teams they just kind of figure it out it just got like you don't really know how to and the reds recently you don't really know how it's happening but it is happening and is that a quality that sticks to a team or is it luck like everyone likes to say these teams are lucky baseball reference even as a luck factor it's like well is that really what it is though it's not really luck like it can also be like excellent clutch hitting and bullpen and you know like managerial decisions and all these things wrapped into one thing Maybe those teams are too young to know that they're not supposed to be as good as they're playing right now. I mean, as silly as that sounds, I mean, there's a lot of young talent on all three of those teams. All right, coming up, it's uh, hour number three. We've got some Jeopardy. We've got baseball. We've got got a whole bunch of stuff, the Power Hour as well. That'll be coming up, so make sure you stay tuned right here on the BetQL Network. It's You Better You Bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 